0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. Each week, a very special guest on this program, and today, one of my longtime friends, America's pastor, Pastor Joel Osteen from Houston, Texas. Joel, God bless you, and thank you for being on the podcast today.
1: Hey, thanks, Richard. Great to see you. We love you guys and just uh, good to to get to catch up again. Well, it's great to see you.
0: And Joel, to to see what God is doing in your life and across this nation and around the world is a tremendous, tremendous blessing. And I thank God. I got to ask you now, in those days when I remember you in college, did you think you had, do you have any idea? (laughs) Did you have any idea that you would be the one that would take over the ministry and would
1: be around the world today? No, I really didn't, Richard. I never had any idea whatsoever. Came up there to ORU, and one reason I wanted to come is you and your dad, but also the great production there. And so I came and toured maybe Center and saw all that you were doing, but I thought that's what I'd do with my life. Came back, you know, started that for my father and all, but I didn't know this was in me. And and that's part of the message that I think God's given me to people is you have gifts and talents in you that you don't know you have. I didn't think I could stand up in front of people. I mean, my dad tried to get me up to minister so many times and I thought, <laughs> I'm not a preacher, you know what I mean? Well, you were behind but, the camera. Behind the camera, 17 years yeah. and um, comfortable there. And I felt like, you know, I felt like that was the right thing for the time. But when my dad passed in 1999, I knew I was supposed to step up and pastor the church. I didn't know if I could do it. I, I felt like I was supposed to though. I just, there was a knowing down in here and I, I took the step of faith. And, and, you know, Richard, we never dreamed it would grow. Because my dad and mom had built a big church, and I thought, let's just maintain that. We'll be doing good. But God's dream for our life is bigger than our own. We, know, we don't know where he's going to take us when we stay faithful and just do what he's called you to do. We
0: just keep saying yes. Now, it was your dad. It was your dad who said, Richard, just keep showing up. Yeah, Just keep showing up, and you wear the devil out. Uh, by yeah. the way, those of you watching today, uh, Joel's father, uh, John Osteen, was a mentor to me, along with a number of others. And I think I stole more sermons from John Osteen than (laughs) anyone else. Your dad used to say to me, Richard Roberts, quit stealing my sermons. And I said, John, you got them from somewhere, I'm taking them from you.
1: (laughs) I hear you, I hear you, that's funny. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what's going on with Victoria and your kids. Boy, they're all doing great. So my kids have both graduated from, they went to the University of Texas here in in Texas, Mm -hmm. but they're doing great. They're both on staff with us. They're Mm -hmm. both in the music and in the behind the scenes as well. Victoria's as strong as ever. She's continuing to minister and write books. And just um, life is good. God's brought us. It's 21 years since my father passed. And so it seemed like it was yesterday in a sense, but yes. it's been 21 years now. Well,
0: Victoria, standing by your side is a tremendous blessing. When people see the two of you together, they see stability, Joel. Yeah. That's what they see. Now, what about your sisters and your brother? What about Paul and what about April? And what about Lisa, who I understand is doing a lot of the preaching on Wednesday night? At least that's what she told me the last time I talked to her.
1: She is. She's still doing that on Wednesday night. A great Bible teacher, just great support to the ministry. My little sister April is still ministering as well. Paul, you know, who graduated from ORU, the first medical school. Yep. Well, he's over, um, he works with us here full time, but right now he's in uh, Zambia for three or four months. And oh, he goes really? over there and yeah, he goes over there and does, uh, he does surgery back in the villages. And you know, just, he, he loves to do that. He thought Richard, when my dad passed, he thought he was stepping out of medicine, but he came back and for a few years he did, but then yes. it opened back up where he could go do those medical missions. So it's the best of both worlds. He gets to do missions and ministry and, and you know, do them combined too.
0: Well, I'm glad he's in Zambia. I had a crusade there once in their two major cities and with tremendous crowds. And that's a great, great country. Yeah. And I thank God for him. Please greet Paul for me, and also now you've got you got another sister. You've got Tamara uh, is down in uh, in
1: Victoria, Texas, Isn't that right with uh, with, with with her husband, with her husband Jim. They pastor Faith Family Church, doing great there. Planted probably there almost thirty years now. And of course, Tamara and Jim both are you graduates as well. So, yeah, they're doing they're doing great. Just God's been good, and you know, just feel blessed that He's kept us strong and healthy, and just. No, just his. We've seen his goodness. What about the church,
0: Joel? Here we are. You, you're, you're now considered America's pastor, largest church in America. Uh, What's that like? What's, what's that like on the inside when you get prepared for Sunday?
1: You know, it's been amazing, Richard. Again, never dreamed, dreaming to be here, but just the way I'm sitting, I'm, I'm on the platform here, the former compact center. Mm -hmm. Never dreamed. You know, I grew up watching the Rockets play basketball here. Sure. Never dreamed we'd be here, but, you know, it's just amazing that every week so many come out, you know, granted, during the pandemic, it's, we've had to shut down for a while and come back a little slower, but it's just, um, you know, I have a great team around me. I feel like God's blessed me with, you know, just a great staff. And so every week it feels like just, you know, it's something I, I, I step up on the platform and I think, how, how did this all happen? Just again, God just brought it all together, but the church is strong. I think you've seen too, people are hungry for hope these days. I mean, in these uncertain times, they're, they're looking for faith, they're looking for hope, they're looking for God. So I think so that's where you and I and other ministries, we can shine brighter than ever.
0: And you come forward with a message, with a message of hope, and a message that says you can make it. No matter what has come against you, no matter what has been thrown against you, you can make it. You can do it because the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me.
1: Yeah, it, that's exactly right, Richard. You know, you've seen in myself, life pushes people down. They've got a lot coming against them. So we come with that message that, that God is for you, that he's breathing in your direction, that him being for you is more than the world being against you, and that, that he can make things happen that we can't make happen. And I love the fact that we don't have to figure it all out. All we have to do is believe, trust. Be a believer and not a doubter, and that's what allows God to do amazing things.
0: I tell people, quit being so doggone analytical. (laughs) Quit trying to figure everything out. Just trust Him, Joel. Just trust Him.
1: Yeah, that's the key. I think, you know, we don't, as you say in the right sense, but sometimes you have to turn your mind off because you can know so much. You can know all the medical ref- report and all the facts and you can Google it these days and it just gets you depressed. And even these days, Richard, watching enough of the news, you know, you can just get, you can feel that heaviness. But I like to tune all that out and just tune into what God says. And, and even just to be honest, say, God, I don't see a way, but I know you have a way. Mm-hmm. I've seen you do it in the past. I know you can do it again in the future. And just, you know, it's, it's not complicated. It's being a believer and not a doubter and watch God part the Red Seas. And, Watch him, you know, open doors you could never open.
0: Whenever I face something like that that you just described, and I don't know how God's going to make a way, I like to remind God of the victories I've had in the past and what He's done before when it looks like there was no way, believing that He'll do it again. How about you? I know.
1: That's so important. Yeah, going back over those past victories, it just, it's fuel to your faith. I think if you can, you know, sometimes we want to remember the negative and remember the hurts and remember what somebody did. Boy, turn, let go of all that. And remember how God blessed you and how He gave you somebody in your life to love and how He opened up that door. You know, the, the victories in your life. You think about even David did that in the Scripture. He he remembered how he killed the lion and the bear. So. I, I, I see that as fuel for my faith, and I hope others will too. It's just remember the good things God has done. And sometimes, Richard, it's, it's not always big things, it's just a small thing. You know, you met somebody at the right place, or you were at the right time, and that door opened up. And I just I think if we're looking for God's goodness, you see Him all through your life, and you just, again, that just fuels your faith to know that He's going to do it again.
0: Well, I think that's the key, and you just said it. If you're looking for God's goodness, Now it's easy to look for the bad. For example, if a hundred people come and give you a compliment and then one person says something negative, people have a tendency to remember the negative and throw out the positive. Where instead we ought to be thinking about, well, thank God for all these, for all these people who are being blessed, you know, And, and I'm going to take that and I'm going to move forward with that.
1: I know. It's so important. I think our mind gravitates toward that because just exactly what you said would happen, especially when I first started. I didn't know if I could minister. I needed all the support and compliments I could get. But boy, if I heard one person say, I didn't understand that message, that would like sink me for a week until I learned, learned to tune that out. And you yeah. know what? Look at all the other people. You know, I, I think sometimes too, Richard, we, we criticize ourselves. We're hard on ourselves because we all make mistakes. And man, I, I think that you got to be positive toward yourself. You've got to be positive toward God. But I think we have enough against us in life. Don't be against yourself. Know that you're made in the image of God, that you can go further, that you have whatever everything you need to accomplish your destiny.
0: Well, when you burst onto the scene after your father's homegoing, you came across with a message of you can make it. You came across with a message of peace, of positiveness, not no negativity involved, and that that God has a plan for your life. And you have followed that through in your books, which I have read all of, and I've watched you. I watch you preaching all the time on television. You're you're a New York Times bestselling author, and you have a brand new book, Peaceful on Purpose. Now, what role does peace play in your life, and what role should it play in the lives of people watching today?
1: You know, I think having peace is, you know, so imperative because Again, the days we're living in today, there's so much stress and uncertainty and it's easy to get frustrated, and live bitter, live upset. But I think every day, Richard, we have to come back to a place of peace. I believe when you're in peace, it's a place of power. And it doesn't mean that you don't have difficulties because we all do and there's uncertainties in the world, but we put our trust in God. I mean, I believe when you're at peace, you're, you're showing God that you trust him. So again, I think that, you know, it's, it's something that we have to choose And, uh, you know, it's easy to get frustrated. It's easy to fight everything that doesn't go our way. The disappointments, the interruptions, the people that are against us. But I've learned to, you know, God works it all out. Stay in peace. You do the right thing. You honor God. He'll take care of the critics. He'll He'll put you at the right place at the right time. He'll make your crooked places straight.
0: Now, just picture a person. They're laying down in bed. They're trying to sleep. They're hearing this message from you. They're hearing a message of peace. And yet fear is on the other side. How, how, how does a person deal with the, 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 the faith or the peace of God versus the fear? How, 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 do they, how
1: do they sleep at night? I know. I think, Richard, it comes back to that choice that we have to make. That oh, it's a choice. Not, yeah, it's a choice. I, I think those negative thoughts are not going to quit coming. It's not you, know, you can't just pray them away. You can't just believe them away. They're going to come, but you've got to be more determined than the enemy. You know, when it comes, and they come to all of us, they come to me and, you know, just different things. I just turn it around and say, Lord, I thank you that you're in control, that you're fighting my battles, that you're on the throne. Even we said a while ago, Lord, you haven't failed me in the past. You're not going to start now. I like to turn that that worry into worship because I think it it takes just as much energy to believe as it does to worry. I believe when, when we're worried, when we're in fear, we're using our mind, but we're using it in the wrong direction. I mean, it's taking energy. Why don't we stop and say, okay, you know what? I can spend this whole next hour worried, afraid, concerned about my finances, and my health, or I can spend that time saying, Lord, I thank you that you're in control and I thank you that you're taking care of me. And just, just that attitude of praise and thanksgiving, to me, that's keeping your mind going in, in the right direction, thinking on things that God says, on his promises. Well,
0: that's what your father taught me. He taught me about meditating and he used the word mutter mutter on the word of God that when you say it over and over again until it becomes a part of you so that when the negative things come and and you're right, you're so right they are going to come Satan is going to be faithful at trying to do what he's called to do as well and that is to steal kill and destroy but we we can mutter or meditate on the word of God and keep saying those things until they become
1: a part of us and now it's so important Richard that's what got me uh, you know, to where I am today. I mean, the Lord got me here, but those first month or two or even six months after my dad passed, every 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 night I would wake up and, and thoughts would say, "Joe, you're not a minister. Nobody's gonna listen to you. You haven't been to seminary. You're not dynamic like your dad. You weren't trained. I mean, they'd just come at me and come and come. And, you know, they can be very convincing if you listen to them, because I think, you know, all those things feel right to me. But I knew deep down that it wasn't right, that I had more in me. But I did what what, what you just said. I just kept talking to myself on the inside, sometimes out loud. I'm strong in the Lord. I can do all things through Christ. I've been raised up for such a time as this. I've learned you can talk yourself into your destiny or you can talk yourself out of it. I mean, it's playing right up here. It's what we're choosing to meditate on and to mutter and to to dwell on, like you said. So I just think it's so important. Just um, you know what? I, now, I, I'm not, not now I'm not perfect. None of us are, but I keep that inner dialogue playing in on the inside. Just I'm 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 anointed. I'm gifted. I'm talented. I'm forgiven. I'm chosen. I like that to play all through the day, rather than those negative thoughts telling us, "Well, you're not good enough. You don't deserve to be up there. And you're never going to reach your destiny." Just, we got to tune that all out because. You know this, you've taught on a lot, but life follows our thoughts. And you, you, know, if you're just thinking defeat all day, you're drawing in defeat. And somebody said, well, you're just telling people to be positive. Well, it's not just positive, it's releasing your faith. It's saying, God, I may not be this, but I believe I'm blessed. I believe I'm talented. I believe I can become who you've created me to be.
0: Well, you're confessing the Word of God when you do that. You may not be quoting the exact scripture uh, per se, but you are, that is the Word of God. That's what God's Word teaches us.
1: I know. That's so important. And that's, that's the key because sometimes people say, well, I, I don't want to lie and this is not really true. We're not saying that. We're just saying, say what God says about you. How are you doing? I'm blessed. How are you doing? I'm strong in the Lord. What about your finance? Well, you know what? God always causes me to prosper. He's supplying my needs. So I think just like you said, it may not be scripture in verse, but God says we're anointed, we're chosen, we're forgiven, we're redeemed. And seeing ourselves as children of the most high God is not as, a, not as average not as mediocre, but as somebody that God handpicked, seeing this as people that have greatness in us and the anointing and the favor and the, the ability to, to, to leave our mark and to, to make the world a better place.
0: My dad taught me that everyone in this world is unique and irreplaceable, and that part of God's work is reserved for that person that everyone has value. Everyone is a VIP. Therefore, we can make those faith confessions that you're talking about instead of saying, well, I'm doing okay under the circumstances. What are we doing under the circumstances? We're we're supposed to be above and not beneath. We're supposed to be the head and not the tail. Bless coming in, bless going out. Now that's what
1: I hear you saying. Yeah, that's it. I believe it. You know what? I learned a lot of that from your dad as well. And just that, you know, we, we are unique. Every person has an assignment. Yes. You're gonna reach people, Richard, that I'm never gonna reach. And, and the person that attends my church And you're gonna reach a top. lot of people I'm not gonna reach. <laughs> I know. And, and the person that sits up top here that, that's, you know, working at a different kind of job, they're gonna reach people that we can't reach. So everybody has an assignment. I, I like to think of this. Somebody needs what you have. Somebody needs your love. They need your smile. They need your gifts. They need your hug, they need your anointing. And sure, some of us are up front, but everybody has something to give. And I think when we see ourselves as that, as valuable, as, and not comparing to who's bigger and who's not, but not just as valuable and I have something to offer, then that's when our gifts come out and that's when we shine brightly and we reach our destinies. And
0: if you just do what you're called to do, then doors open for you that you can never open on your, on your own. Now, this new book that you've written, "A uh, Peaceful on Purpose, share a little bit more about that and how a person can get it. I'm sure it'd be available all over all over the country.
1: Yeah, you know, it comes out pretty soon and they can pre-order it now on the website or Amazon in, in place like that, but it's good. It's just, it's practical things like you teach just how to stay in peace. You know, some of it is just how to not let the distractions and the frustrations of life. You know, I've learned... Richard, the the scripture says God orders our steps. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think, well, you know what, I got delayed or I missed my train or this boss is not treating me right. Well, I I see it as a little different. Say, you know what, I believe I'm where I'm supposed to be. Now you gotta obey God, but I'm saying when you're you're doing your best to honor God, then hey, we're gonna have disappointments and delays and interruptions and people come against us. We don't have to fight it. Be still, know that you're in God's plan and keep, you know, stay in that peace. And again, that's the place of power. So it's just some practical things to, you know, not live worried by the pandemic and, you know, about your chill. There's always something to worry about, but I just, uh, I'm a big believer is that life is short. We're not gonna always be here. We can't get this day back. Let's live it in faith. Let's live it in peace. Let's be good to somebody. Let's choose to bless the Lord.
0: Well, the apostle Paul could have been very discouraged when he was delayed on the way to Rome. You know, he wound up in that little island of Malta. By the way, you may may or may not know this, but but per capita Malta today is the most Christianized nation per capita in the world. And it's because they still have a St. Paul parade there. But that was not just a delay. That was a temporary stop along the way to his destination. His destination was Rome to minister in the household of Caesar.
1: I know. It's so important just to see it. It was all a part of God's plan. And yes. I look back at Joseph and we've taught on that so many times, but my goodness, 13 years after disappointments and betrayals and all. And then he says, God did this on purpose to put me here so I could save the people of Israel. So, you know, it's it's a funny thing to look at, but you got to have some delays and betrayals and some Judas's to reach <laughs> your destiny. And so when you see that, you don't get flustered by everything. You say, okay, this is a part of Part of the plan. It may not be what I was expecting, but I'm going to stay in faith.
0: Well, you don't have to look for them. They're going to show up on their own. <laughs>
1: I know. Yeah. We have no problem with them coming. <laughs> yeah, but
0: the, the the attitude is what what I hear you talking about. The attitude of staying a staying a positive person, even in the midst of what we're going on. What's going on in our country with the pandemic right now? You know, you can either when you when light, someone said when well, you get handed a, a, a lemon, you know, start making some lemonade. Let's turn something good out of a bad situation. And you can do that. And that's what Joseph did. And that's what I hear you saying.
1: Yeah, he did. You know, I love that, Richard, because it's easy to be in faith when everything's going our way and all the doors are open. What about when it's rough? Yeah, when people do us wrong and it's unfair and, you know, just life doesn't turn out the way we thought. But that's what faith is all about to say, God, I'm going to trust you. It's like those Hebrew teenagers. I believe God's going to deliver me. But even if He doesn't, I'm still going to trust Him. I'm still going to stay in faith. I'm still going to, you know, release my faith. And just, you know, it even says, Somewhere in the scripture it says the saints of old died in faith, and I thought, you know what? I want I want to die in faith. I don't want to die bitter and why did this happen? But when it comes to my time, I want to die with a smile. I want to die being good to somebody. I want to die still trusting God and praising. So, not based on our circumstances. Even you mentioned Paul and you know so many people in the Bible. You know they're in prison writing these great books of the Bible. I think, man, I hope I'd be writing and not complaining. But you know what I mean? They they. That's what faith is all about.
0: And they were human beings, Joel. They weren't superheroes. They were just men and women who, just like us, who were endeavoring to do what God called them to do. We have a tendency to put those on on pedestals, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, no, they were men and and they were human beings. Uh, They fell short sometimes. They made mistakes. They had to repent. David had to say, search me, God. He seemed to be doing that all the time. God, search me. See if there's anything in me that's left that needs to come out. But you know what? We're just human beings. We have this treasure in earthen vessels and we just keep moving forward one foot at a time with our trust and our faith in him.
1: Yeah, I think that's so important because I grew up in church like you, and you know, you see those people, and they're superheroes. And we do honor and reverence the people in the Bible, but I think too, Richard, what as I've studied these last few years, you realize every day of their life wasn't a mountaintop. You know, David killed some Goliath, and he did other great things, but there were a lot of normal, ordinary days where they were faithful. They kept doing the right thing, where nothing was happening. Even think about Moses, forty years on the backside of the desert. Oh. That's a long time. You could. Now, how many of us today think, well, you know what? Nothing's exciting in my life. I hadn't any great victories lately. Well, you know what? Doesn't mean something is not coming, but it's just I think a big part of the faith walk is being consistent, being faithful,
0: and also, also Moses didn't get his start in ministry till he was 80 years of age. I know is that something? Now, you know, that really encourages me, Joel. I'm 72. <laughs> so I'm eight years away from starting my ministry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. you, I think you, get, you got a head start on him. You, you look like you're about 52, but well, yeah, that's the thing. You don't, you don't we don't, um, you know what? God's got something for us to do. We don't write people off. We keep staying consistent where we are and being our best. And, you know, I've learned God knows how to open doors. He knows how to promote you. And I think that's so, sometimes what I get Richard, well, Joel, I've been doing this, but I don't see anything happening. But you don't know, you don't know that it could happen tomorrow. Yeah, you don't know. Exactly Every day right. you do the right thing, you're passing the test. And so I'd continue. Just keep being faithful. Keep doing the right thing because God sees what you're doing.
0: Well, I want to especially thank you for being on today because uh, my wife was extremely excited. Lindsay was extremely excited when I said, hey, I'm going to do a podcast uh, with Joel uh, later this week, which is last week, she said, Oh, please tell Joel hello, and please, especially, tell Victoria hello from Lindsay.
1: <laughs> Thank you. We love Lindsay, and you guys are always a bright light. And every time we see y'all on television, it's just, uh, you know, it's just faith and victory and joy. And I think we need more of that in the world. So we have that long history back when I went to ORU. I remember you speaking into chapel services sometimes. So just a long history back there of what your family has done and how you've continued it on and just taken it even further.
0: And your dad and your mom, John and Dodie, have been such a blessing to Lindsay and me. How many times did I come down, especially in the building you were in when you were in the round? Yeah. You're in the round. Before you moved to the, to the, the other building uh, in, in Humboldt, you had that building in the round. I know you remember it, uh, but uh, uh, preaching on that platform, your dad would bring me down uh, to speak, and he was always so kind to me, and he always, he always invested his time in my life. And I'll always be grateful for the Osteen family. God bless you and Victoria and all the family. And thank you so much for being on. Joel, uh, right now, before we close, uh, there are people that are watching who may be battling with fear right now. And your book about fear and, uh, I mean, about peace, I should say, uh, peace, Peaceful on Purpose, uh, deals with fear. Can you, can you speak to that person and can you pray over them today?
1: Yes, I would love to. Well, first off, let me just remind you, God has you in the palm of his hand and there's nothing you're facing that's a surprise to him. You know, it may have caught you off guard, but it didn't catch God off guard. So know that he's directing your steps. He wouldn't let you get in a problem that he can't bring you out of. So just come back to that place of peace. When you're tempted to worry, just turn it into worship. Just thank God for how He's working in your life. And I know this, you've seen it in the past, I've seen it, God's gonna bring you through this. This too is going to pass. And I even believe too, Richard, that God's not just gonna bring you through, He's gonna bring you out better. You, I've heard you say it many times, he makes the enemy pay for bringing the trouble. So yeah. stand in faith that you're coming out. And I do want to pray for you. Lord, I do lift up all those that are watching and listening. Lord, I thank you that you're fighting their battles, that even right now they'd feel your presence and power. I thank you, Lord, that you're healing the sick bodies and restoring the health and restoring marriages, Lord, freeing them from addictions from the fear, the depression, the anxiety. Lord, I think in the name of Jesus, those forces are broken and that even right now you would do a new thing. Lord, like you've done for Richard and myself and our families, open up new doors, Lord. I think that you're taking them places that they could never go on their own, that you have favored them in new ways, that you will show out in their lives, that they'll leave this mark and they'll leave their mark in this world. I pray it all in the name of Jesus. Amen And And I,
0: I set my faith with Pastor Joel's prayer, knowing that there's no distance in prayer. He's right here where I am in Tulsa, and he's right there in Houston where Joel is, and he's also right there where you are if you're listening or watching today. And in Jesus' name, according to Psalm 107, verse 20, which says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. According to that word, I send it to you. I believe for healing in your body, in your mind, in your spirit, in your family, in your finances, in every area of your life, from the crown of your head even, until the soles of your feet. And I speak to Satan, and I command him to take his hands off of your life. Be healed today in the name of Jesus. And friend, I expect a miracle. And I'm not coming out of this agreement in Jesus' name until that miracle comes. In his name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much today for joining me on Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. Uh, Pastor Joel, this new book, Peaceful on Purpose, is available, uh, will be available soon in stores across America, as well as your website. Uh, for people listening on the radio, what website is that? At Joelostein.com. Joelostein.com would be perfect. Very simple. It's coming out very soon, as I understand. Is that right? Yes, sir, it is. Peaceful on Purpose. You'll want to get that book. I know it's going to be another bestseller, and I praise God for it. Joel, God bless you and all the Osteen family, and thank you for being with us today. Uh, My pleasure. Thanks for having me, and best to you and Lindsay and all of your families. Thanks again, Richard. Amen. We'll see you next time on Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. God bless you, and I expect him to do it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expect a Miracle with Joel Osteen. Today, we are offering Richard's book, Your Road to a Better Life. It's a 91-day journey to help you discover simple yet life-changing keys that can bring God's miracles to you. Just go to oralroberts.com slash bookstore to order. Remember, your road to a better life is paved with miracles.